All right, and welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. And we are here to preview uh, Norwich City, the first game of the season, obviously. If you were with us in the Tampa Bay area, that is Saturday at 12.30, a nice little 12.30 uh, kickoff right after lunch. Plenty of time after the Friday night going out boozing and excitement to roll out of bed and get over to an establishment to watch. Uh, I'm Jordan, and I am joined by my friend over here, Andrew Salcedo. Say hello, Andrew. Andrew. How's it going? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just the two this time uh, and a little shorter and more to the point as we preview the upcoming match this weekend. The first, the Premier League. So I just want to ask you, are you excited, man? About the Premier League? Yeah, is, old, is just the Liverpool. Pro- yeah, coming back, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. So those are two different questions. I'm going to answer them separately. Am I excited about the Premier League? Absolutely. Does the Pope pray? Bear shit in the woods. All those phrases I've learned over the years. Um, about Liverpool, you know, man, I ha- I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, Andy, for a reason. But at the same time, like, oh, as soon as we score a goal, I'll, I'll get over it. But then there's going to be those moments where you're going to squeeze in your bum throughout the season. I'm not looking forward to the big matches where you're like you're excited but nervous and, y- you know, you're back and forth and, you know, anxiety. So I'm I'm looking forward to all the moments, the roller coaster that it is. That's why that's why we watch it at seven. In the yeah, morning, man. In this case, noon. So, yeah. I mean, you know, as much as last season beat me down and it got to the point like another match, another, I can't do it, man. Just get this fucking thing over with. The right. second it was gone, I was like, what are we going to fucking do all summer? Thank God for Euros. Thank God for Copa. Thank God right. for Nations League. And thank God for even the Gold Cup at some points because like it yeah, helped me absolutely. get through. But yeah, I'm, I'm proper buzzing. I don't, the Premier League being back, I'm excited about just because it means Liverpool's back. And anytime I get to watch Liverpool perform, it's exciting. And, you know, to your point, you know, there's a bit of anxiety in me when we go into last season after being champions it's like i know what we are there's no surprises uh given the current state of the squad and what we're coming out of and injuries returning stuff like that there's a bit of uncertainty in the air so when we get to the end and we do the starting 11s it won't just be like you know the fucking 11 (laughs) yeah exactly we'll see we'll see uh but firstly to talk about our opponents and i'm just gonna do a quick little rundown because i wasn't keeping up with norwich city last season and i'm sure you weren't were you Ain't nobody got time for the championship. Sorry, but ain't nobody got time <laughs> unless unless Harvey Elliott's banging goals for Blackburn or Harry Wilson scoring against Man United and giving him the five finger salute. Uh, mm-hmm. We we don't care about the championship. But anyways, they finished first. They won the fucking league again after getting relegated, as you know they did the last time they came up. They finished with ninety seven points, which for us sound very familiar. Uh, they had twenty nine wins, ten draws, seven losses. They were the second leading scoring team in the championship. All I'm saying is, is that they weren't like impeccable championship champions. They didn't like only lose one or two games. Um, they showed they could be beaten in the championship. So they're not exactly, you know, some team like Leeds, when they came up, you knew they would be a problem with the way they just handled the championship the year they came up. But they, they won the championship to be fair to Norwich City. Um, other things that happened, you know, since the last time they came up, I actually went and checked this. They only lost three players since when they got relegated two seasons ago. Uh, it was, uh, J- well, that was this season. They lost Jamal Lewis. Obviously we were in for that one and chose Simicos. Uh Ben Godfrey went to Everton for like 30 million. Um, right. And then Buendia this season obviously went to Austin Villa, uh, which is a major loss for them. But for the most hey, part, go ahead. What, side topic. What, what's that pretty boy's name with a nice haircut? I was going to say, besides that, there's, <laughs> Plenty of familiar faces still around. Todd Cantwell's there. He's 23 That's now. 
uh, on him. This is probably the season for him to break out. And if Norwich isn't going to stay up, earn that move to stay in the Premier League. Uh, he was pretty good last time. I mean, you remember him as the pretty boy. <laughs> I, mean, I remember you pretty. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got a boyfriend. Uh, He's on our team, but hey, we sign him. He's a pretty boy. A genie, you know? know what I'm saying? We do a genie. No, exactly that. Uh, Max Ahrens, who's 21 and a promising English talent, someone to look out for. Uh, and they still have Pookie. Timo Pookie, last time he was in the Premier League, was scoring goals for fun, man, at, at certain right. points. He was a valid yeah, fan. Like the Prime Minister of Finland was like losing his shit. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> he didn't do much at Euros, but, you know, he, he's, he knows how to score in the Premier League, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And people say that all the time. You need a striker that knows how to score in the Premier League. Just and oh yeah, you need you need you need that to get because. But what's interesting about Norwich is what I'm interested to see is see if they, if they're stubborn with if they're set in their ways this this time around because obviously, you know they did it their way last time they got relegated. Will they do the same thing or will they be a bit a little bit more practical, sit a little deeper, do the counter attack so that they can get the standard, you know the cliche forty points because I as you said. Pookie, Pookie will score enough goals for you. Is that his yeah. name, Pookie? Yeah, Pookie. Enough, right? um, He'll score enough goals for you to get those forty points. It's just whether or not you can keep it tight at the back so that you don't you don't lose to your to your Crystal Palaces and so on. You know what I mean? Those are the points that you'll need. Yeah, I mean that's ultimately like that's part of the reason why I bring up the fact that they only lost three big names and that they've kept a lot of people around is to point out. You know, also they still have the same manager, so it will be interesting yeah. to see whether you know, they've bought into the project and he's like, you know what, this is my squad. We've been playing together for four seasons now, five seasons now. I want to give it another go. And I think I, I learned some things of how to give it a proper gore. Or does he learn from that experience and go, you know what, we do need to be a little bit more compact and not just sell out to the, to our ideology, so to speak, and just do it regardless. So it will be interesting to see. And the other thing that's factored into this is we, we are playing them away at Carroll road. Um, and we're going to see away fans, right? I, Pre- Premier League stadiums will have people in the ground this season, my friend. That's no, but a, like away fans, though. Oh, I actually, I'm not quite sure if there will. Oh, well, be I didn't get a chance fans. to look at it. I didn't yeah. get a chance to read the five. Um, but that's, my thing is, because my thing is, if there's thirty thousand fuckers that are, with, you know, with the birds, yeah, it might be problematic. It might be interesting to see how our boys react to that. Because if we have away fans, we take it over. No big deal. Might as well be Anfield 2.0. But if there's no away fans, that's going to be that's that's different. That's just as different as to watching a game with no fans. Yeah, I mean, there's different dynamics. I think a lot of the players actually spoke to this last year that even if it is a full Norwich crowd and there's no Liverpool fans in the stands, which I, I find it hard to believe there wouldn't be one or two that snuck away in that maybe live in Norwich and can get a ticket. Right, um right. You know, they feed off the negative energy just as much as they feed off the positive energy, especially when they're away from home. And like, that's kind of geez them on. I forgot who said the exact quote about it, where they were talking about, you know, like even when the fans are booing and like the op- opposition fans get on your back, that's also like a boost to the to the system to get you up and spurred and going. So, but the thing for me is, is that because they were in the Premier League so recently, it's not going to be like, you know, Friday night with uh, Arsenal and Brentford, uh, right. where Brentford's it's their first Premier League game ever. At right. home, that's, that's that's amazing. So, like the the motivation to win that game and the passion from the fans to really give it their all to be like, here we are in the Premier League, is going to be much greater than say if Norwich, who just was in the Premier League, they kind of come up and down quite frequently and they have a taste for it, so it's not as pressing of a need right, to right. go and win it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So uh, that's 
that's basically the rundown on Norwich. They had some signings as well. They they went and raided Werder Bremen for Josh Sargent and this guy Rashika. Oh, that's right. Do we? Because you're the, you know, of our group, you and David are the the American national team. I would call journalists of the group. <laughs> so when when I brought it up the other day in the chat, I was like, "Yo, do we like a Sargent? Do do what will we think?" Uh, a couple of y'all said, man, I can't remember who said that. Darius said, man, and then made a ginger okay. joke, which is very unacceptable. I have to say. Unacceptable, Darius. <laughs> racist bastard. We're, sh- we're, shaming, we're shaming you here on the pod right now, Darius, for making ginger um, jokes. Here's the but thing. But no, but what are your, what are your thoughts? If you're you an know. American, and I'll, I'll specifically talk from an American standpoint and not so much looking at the match this weekend. It's an ideal situation for Josh Sargent because he had gone to Werder Bremen, I think three seasons ago, he had made a little bit of an impact, scored a couple goals. He wasn't really like setting the league on fire. There's a reason Werder Bremen went down. You know, I'm not saying it's Josh Sargent's fault, but you know, he wasn't like killing the league, so to speak, like a Christian Pulisic or something like that, or a Gio Reyna. Um, But in Norwich is the perfect opportunity because as we mentioned before, he's has, a striker in front of him who is seasoned enough in the league to show him the ropes a little bit and also provide him that competition where he's not the first choice and it's going to force him to get better. Now, ultimately for us as Americans, we want Josh Sargent to wind up better than Timo Pukki, but the path to being much better than Timo Pukki is at least being a little better than Timo Pukki. So it's the perfect opportunity for him to come in, get experience and exposure in the premier league. The Bundesliga doesn't get watched a lot. Um, and for bigger teams, either in the Premier League or in Europe, to have a proper look at him, hopefully he breaks in and, and beats out Timo Pukki. Maybe Daniel Fark has an idea of as a winger. I don't know yet, but it's for me as an American, it's an ideal situation. It's a winnable competition for him as a striker. He can absolutely be better than Timo Pukki by the end of the season. And no, ideally, there's no cons in this. There's no there's no cons in this in terms of long term development for him. The only con is is if Josh Sargent doesn't have the it factor in him to beat out Timo Pukki and the, then the mental toughness and all that good stuff. And then know? for, and then at that point you're going, well, do we, if that's the case, he can't even beat out Timo Pukki. Then, then obviously there's no future for him in the national team, right? Like let's start looking at Daryl DK and like, let's look at some other options to take that striking position. Um, but this isn't a national team podcast. No, just no, yet. I just wanted to decide. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I agree. But <laughs> I just want to, I bring this up. They also got another player from Werder. Obviously Werder got, relegated from the Bundesliga, but it's interesting that Norwich was actually able to go raid like we do, like for, you know, Premier League team. So they're pretty good talent. They went and got Angus Gunn from Southampton to compete with, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Dutch goalkeeper, Tim Krul, who right. had been their starter. Angus Gunn is a proper talent. He was just stuck behind, uh, what's his name? McCarthy at uh, Southampton, who's also a, a, a pretty good goalkeeping talent. So this is right. a really, this is a good move for him to get out there and, and challenge again, an established experienced veteran and prove himself. He'll be good. They got Billy Gilmore on loan who the last time we played them. Oh, that's right. Gave us trouble. Wow. Um, they just signed a player they had on loan last year, a left back from uh, Panathiakos, uh, Demetrius Giannoulis. Very nice name. Uh, but me. there's just that continuity there. Like, f- to be honest, like the team's been pretty much held together for like four seasons now. They, they know each other. It'll be interesting to see. Um, with all that being said, one of the fun things about playing Norwich in the Premier League is that it's a walk down recent memory lane of just oh my wonderful God. results, right? So I'm going to ask, what's your favorite Norwich Liverpool match of recent memory? Um, 
You say, can I bring up, can I say his name? Yeah, can dude, I you can bring him. I was good. This Suarez, have... baby, look, 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 look. When the Premier League came out and I saw that, George, I, I said it in our chat, if you remember, I was like, yo, if the price is right, would you take Suarez back? Just to start <laughs> him against Norwich. And it wasn't just for that one game. It just wasn't for that one game. I was like, are y'all, you you down for this? Because I'm yeah, right. down for this. If the again, money, money, everything. Let's, yeah, money like, is everything. Yeah, money is everything. Let's you know, let's not get it twisted. This is not FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Although PSG is playing FIFA, but anyway, I was down for it. But yeah, so it would have to be, it would have to be the goal at home. I think it was at home where the ball was bouncing. And he was in like just outside the box and it, it bounced a couple and he just like did a like a judo kick like right through the ball and it just went through the top right corner or something like that. You're you talking about the yeah, the one you're talking about and you're you're severely underselling it right here. And I'm upset. At you. I can't. I can't. But I think it's like the third or fourth goal he scored. Pretty, all the goals he scored that day, that night. were Yeah, he scored four incredible. of them. It was the five yeah. one. So I have written down here the last six times we played them, and I was going to finish with that. And in thir- 2013, December 2013, we played them at home and beat them 5-1, Luis Suarez with the four goals. Uh, yeah. But the one you're talking about, he plays a combination with someone in the midfield, and I think it's Philip Coutinho. And the ball's bouncing to him on the edge of the box, and he flicks it over the one or around oh, the one defender, right. and then he strikes it. And yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. pure strike. And John Ruddy's like looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a joke. He scores that one from like the halfway line like he had done in the away yeah. match prior. Like it's it's insane. Um, the other one of note that since you bring up the 5-1, the one I'll bring up, uh, and it was Klopp's first game or second game oh, against – no, first Lallana. game against Norwich. Yeah, the Lalana 5-4 winner oh with God. Stephen Cocker playing up front. Uh, I believe Colo Torres in there. There's just, it's a, it's just a fun match to go look back and watch and go, wow, look at the state we were in when Klopp first came compared to where we are now. And it's kind of appropriate that, that we play Norwich. Obviously another fond memory would be the four one that kickstarted our, you know, title winning season. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was going to say the last time we faced off at the start of season, they got relegated and we won the title. So I would, I, I take that. I take. I don't know that. if they would take it, but I would definitely take. That. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to them, maybe they could just not get really good this time and still lose. Um, but right. yeah, I I went and looked up, and I'll ask you a little a little trivia question, right? And the people at Uh-oh. home can can Shit, shout at can shout at the screen or the radio or whatever, whatever they what they think the answer is. When do you think the last time North City beat Liverpool? Have a thing. Say, can I say the decade? Yeah, you can say the decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say in the 70s. No, come on. Give him some credit. Come on. Give him some credit. Yeah, 1996. Ooh, that's close. 1994. And actually at Anfield. And they have a better record against us at our ground than they do at theirs, which again, just good omens considering we were playing at Carroll Road. Hey, wasn't it? Didn't they beat us at Anfield when we were getting rid of the old cop? Oh, it was see, like the last game. Yeah, I want to say. I want to say when like they were getting rid of the standing cop or whatever, we played Norwich at home and it was like the last game of the season and they won like assholes. I do know that they, they lost the last game of the standing cop. I don't know who it was against, but I wouldn't doubt it. If it popped into your brain like that, that it could be it. Obviously there'd probably be some people who know the correct answer and either going, yeah, that's sound. That's it. Or going, you absolute tits, but Hey, yeah, whatever. Close it's, enough. It came up, man. We I don't, I, I have my research right here. Okay. I can't, it's not on camera, but it's a little piece of paper. <laughs> and I didn't have time to fit that on there. Okay. Um, right. Now shifting towards the match and looking more at us, right. Um, there was news today and this is Thursday, the 12th, right. So two days before the match 
that uh, Van Dyke and Joe Gomez are both in contention to play in the match, not necessarily start, but to feature in the match. Um, this would put them way ahead of schedule, given that a couple weeks ago we were not even they, they weren't going to play or feature in the match. Um, good news, right, Andrew? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but part of me is like, oh, smoke and mirrors. But the thing is, over the history of Klopp's reign, I, I don't nothing comes in mind where he played smoke and mirrors. You know, he doesn't play mind games, so to speak. So for me, but at the same time, that is great news. But to me, that doesn't mean either. A doesn't mean either of them start and B it'd be dumb for both of them to start. So like, let's everyone calm your tits a little bit. You know what I mean? Calm down. Um, But yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fantastic news because at the end of the day uh, you know, it was, wasn't it a few months ago, we were all crying that everything was shit and it was only because Van Dyke was gone. You know what I mean? So that's at the end of the day, that's what we need. And um, you know, he's behind me in my zoom camera feed, but um, (laughs) he's pointing at you and say, yo homie, I'm coming to get you. So um yeah, no, it's fantastic news. But again, again, conspiracy theories like they're just trying to distract us because they haven't bought anybody yet. <laughs> no, I well, yeah, maybe news. maybe that, yeah. maybe I mean also you just you just want I know Klopp doesn't play mind games, like really right. he doesn't, but you just say that so that the other team has to consider the prospect of maybe they exactly. they come on the pitch. Yeah. But I like again, we said this in the in the preseason pod. It was leaked like a while ago that you should expect to see Joel Matip and cannot date the center back. So with that being said, right, give me give me your eleven uh, to start the match. All right. Well, it's it's the boyfriend between the sticks. Clearly, um, it's Trent. It's Rabo. It's Kanate. Uh, oh, what it can't, it? Oh, it can't not be, It can't be Robbo. Can't be Robbo. My bad, my bad. Again, a little bit of news again. If you aren't aware, Robbo is out. It's the, it's the Greek. Yes, Costas, yeah. Opa on the left. Yeah, uh, Opa. Like yeah, right? I like it. I like it. I love it. Kanate, Matip, uh, Trent, um, Curtis Jones is out with a, a concussion. Yes, Handel is probably too soon. Would you start. So, so here's the thing, right? And we saw it last oh. year playing Norwich. Or not last year, the year we won the title playing Norwich. The AFCON was that summer, and Mo and Mane were both late coming back. So Divock Origi ended up starting and doing pretty well. Um, So I do think you have the alley nailed on where I don't think it's as big of a deal for a goalkeeper to come back late. But for the likes of Fabinho, Tiago especially, because he he had a little bit of injury and just started joining training. Hendo, and even maybe Firmino. It might be in Klopp's eyes too soon just to throw them in there. Um, but it's one of those things that where, it, let's say both of them are too soon, you can throw in one for X minutes and then plan yeah, that. But, but we, know that, we know Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp yeah, doesn't like to chop and change that much. He and has, not only that, but it, it's also bad bad to put eggs in one basket on planning a substitution when you, yeah. know, you don't know how the game could go. And Exactly. Yeah, but that being said, with the front three, the midfield is my question. The front three for me is Mane, Salah, and Jota because of the, the Bobby question. So with the midfield, like, I just don't – at the end of the day, I just don't trust Ox or Keita. To me, they're like Lovren Matip together. They're bubble. Yeah, They're made out of plastic or, you know, whatever, paper, whatever the case is. So for me, I, I don't know if you'd start them. And is it too soon to start Harvey Elliott? Well, no. I mean, he played them last year in the championship. I don't know. See so, 
The stadium start? My that, midfield. That, that would be exciting. That I have written down here is I do have Harvey Elliott, I, and I have him next to Dabby Keita, and I have them in front of James Milner. See, that was that was my thinking too. But then my other thought was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have that one Dutch dude? Oh, fuck, we gave him away. <laughs> hey, we listen. gave him away. Don't stop bringing the bad vibes in here. Genie's Just gone. Unfortunately, it, we can't talk about him anymore. He it basically doesn't exist until we have the unfortunate pleasure of playing PSG in the Champions League. Um, yeah. But for me, James Milner has to play because Hendo isn't. Um, and, he's, and Fabinho probably isn't. And so in that case, who is your other six on the pitch? And the only person I have is James Milner and he's your vice captain. So you need leadership on the pitch, especially in the middle. Yeah. And right. At the end of the day, it's Norwich. And if these can't do it against Norwich, you would expect, again, they are a ball playing side possession based or whatever. Um, Even then though, you would expect us to still have a majority of the possession. So I would imagine given that standpoint, it's not a huge deal that we don't have the best six in, in the world. No, yeah, um, exactly. No, you know it's, what a I mean? ble- so. it's a blessing in disguise that we got, you know, Norwich given our situation and that we can hopefully get away with playing people who aren't going to be f- the first squad out there once the season gets going and everyone's backing up and running. Um, but right. I think Harvey Elliott proved that he can do a job and like he did very well. And why not? If you can't play him against, you know, one of the quote unquote three bottom sides in the league. And like you said, they played him in the championship. So it wouldn't be anything new for him. Then when right. do you start playing him in the Premier League really? You know? Exactly. It's like homie, you gotta you gotta take it life by the horns. Isn't and the a- same thing with Nabi Kata where it's like, hey man, we need to show something and you know Norwich isn't tough opposition really. So this is your chance. So I would play no, both uh, of them. Thousand percent. And but however the only thing is with that starting eleven what what bums me out. And again this is more heart-based not logic-based but it's just how well minamino has performed so and it's hard to leave him out you know what i mean? I know you picked jota but my front three that i have written down is mane sala and taki in the in the false nine i have taki Ooh. in the false nine um just because huh? you know i'd have to go back and check but i feel like taki played quite a bit with mane and sala um i mean the last match i think he did i was yeah, because 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 uh, you know. Kostas was setting up Bobby in the in the other match, so um, right. I think they've played quite a bit together. So for me, I think what we did with this preseason with the two matches back to back all the time was that we were getting groups of players to play together um, yeah. and getting them up and running. And then when we got later in the preseason, when the guys came back, the second matches were like, "All right, you guys get warmed up together now," but like. The Atletico Bilbao match for me was more of like what a starting 11 would look like. And that's where you had Harvey Elliott, you had Keita, you had Milner, and Mane Saleh and Sala and Taki playing together. So I think it, there's a shout for Taki to play in the nine. And it's the same thing you say with Harvey and, and Keita, where it's like, if you can't do it against Norwich, lad, like, come on, man. Then, yeah, you're not going to be able to do it at West Ham on a Tuesday night. <laughs> no, ex- exactly. Or Chelsea or City or any of the other well, exactly, exactly. more meaningful then, matches. And presumably, like, you, you have to have some realistic, uh, you know, thoughts in your mind that, you know, not every player is a world beater, not every play. And Klopp said this one time, not every player, you don't have to be world class to be part of a world class team. That's true. But yeah. also, you got to be able to do something. And this is that point where homies got to be able to do something. Hey, listen, you know I mean? so. in reality, uh, only, the only thing that Andre Pirlo can do is find space and pick a pass. You know what I mean? Right. 
and he was the greatest at it and everyone loves him for it. But <laughs> you know, like you said, but it goes <laughs> to your point, just be good at doing certain things within the squad and you can be part of a world-class squad without the quote unquote, all around world-class talent. Andre Perlo was world-class at yeah, finding yeah, space yeah. and picking a pass. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying he wasn't, but defending, tracking, pressing, making runs so much, not so much. <laughs> Man. So hey, man, you specialize, homie. You, 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 to you close know. this out and make it short and sweet and simple, What's give up? me your final score and a prediction for man of the match. Ooh, ooh, I like that. That's a that's a tough one. Oh man, it, it, it's got to be it's got to be three one. Okay, um, I'm thinking that shenanigans happen. You okay, know, whatever. Um, but I'm hoping. For the love of God, it's got to be, it has to be just for the sake of the long-term season. And he, he's got to be in the right mental headspace because he was quoted as saying he didn't know what was wrong with him physically. He went to doctors and bullshit. He went back home this summer. He probably, there was news, you know, there was pictures online of him eating mangoes and shit, which I love. I love me a mango. So I was all about that life. So it's got to be money. It has to be money. He has to be man and match. That's it because we need him because Salah can't do it all on his own. And we need that if we're going to, uh, you know, do anything better than fourth, you know, and that, and that's it. That's okay. That, I'm done. Three, I'm one done. money man in the match. I quite like it. I am going to go and say that we win this match two nil. Ooh, I like that. And I'm going to go just crazy here and say that Nabi Keda is the oh. man of the match. He doesn't get an assist and he doesn't get a goal. But he just he creates awesome. the opportunities up front by winning in the press, and we all go, uh oh, and it's he's West so Ham. Smooth. It's West oh. Ham started last season, and I'm also doing that. So when David listened to this, he gets wound up and maybe texts me an angry message like, "I can't believe you, you daft cunt," <laughs> and that's really what it's all about. It's all about the banter, anyways. Uh, first of thirty-eight, my friend, and may they all be wins, all wins oh and all God. clean sheets. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so, until we meet next time, I'm Jordan. I'm Andrew. Twelve thirty Saturday. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. <laughs>